0: Okay. Hello, everyone. Mike Cleveland here, and I'm with my dear brother and friend, Eric Hurt. Eric, thank you again for joining me as we do another podcast together.
1: Oh, Mike, it's good to be back with you, and I'm excited about today's podcast.
0: I am too. And we are looking at the book that you wrote called The Gospel for the Church. And we just personally speaking from my own opinion, I just can't recommend this book highly enough. I, I just would encourage anyone, if you have come to appreciate the gospel of Jesus Christ, you will Thoroughly love this book. If you go to Amazon.com, you can find it. It's called "The Gospel for the Church." Um, Eric, we're looking today at Lesson Eight, and we are talking about the Spirit and the Cross. And you know, just to set this up, Eric, I for years wondered how do I how do I receive the Spirit because I know that He brings the power to live differently. And I just couldn't somehow connect and understand how I got the spirit. You know, I would read things like those who live according to the flesh have their mindset on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mindset on what the spirit desires and and things like that. And if you walk by the spirit, you will not gratify the lusts of your flesh. And to me, that seemed like a dream. Um, And I couldn't figure out, God hadn't shown me. How to Receive the Spirit and Walk by the Spirit. And uh, I think your lesson number eight clarifies this greatly. Um, is there anything that you want to say just initially here as we look at going into lesson eight? Do you remember writing this lesson? Is there anything that was on your heart at the time that um, you know, made you want to write this particular lesson?
1: Yeah, I just think about Mike uh, the contrast from um how we do receive the spirit and how we walk in step with the spirit and and what the church uh is is teaching today Mike um you know we just uh, I wondered the same thing how do you receive the spirit how do I know if I've received the spirit um you know and uh, so yeah I I had the same questions uh you know I didn't hear much of this uh in the church uh today and and I think this um you know, it will be a, a powerful lesson for, for us, a reminder for us and re- a reminder, uh, maybe for the first time for our hearers to hear, in fact, how do I uh, receive the spirit? How do I receive the power to walk in my new life? Uh, you know, once I receive the spirit, what do I do? And I think uh, maybe lesson eight will bring some clarity uh, why we said uh, lesson eight, the spirit and the cross.
0: That is excellent, and you start with Galatians chapter 3. Um, the Galatians had turned away from the gospel and were turning to the law, and so Paul writes in verse 1, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Who has, who has hypnotized you? Um, before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. In other words, the solution to all your problems hung on the cross the way to change your daily living, the way to affect uh, change in your relationships, in coming free from bondage to sin. All of this happened at the cross, Paul's saying, not by obedience to Moses' law. And so you pick up this theme in verse 2, and um, Eric, why don't you just share what thoughts you got from verse two here? You want to read it and then share.
1: Sure. Uh, Galatians 3.2, let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? And there's the contrast. We receive the Spirit by hearing the gospel message by faith, uh, not by works of the law and so, um, you know, this, some people think that we need to hear the gospel just once, which is fine. We, we hear the gospel. We believe in it. Uh, we hear it. We believe it by faith. We receive the Spirit. But, you know, Mike, we need to, we need to ongoingly hear this message. Uh, why? Because this is where stability is found. Uh, this is where life is found. We made a decision to believe it, to follow uh, Jesus Christ. To the cross, through the empty tomb. We received the Spirit. Mike, we were sealed in Him. Now we continue in it. Uh, When we continue in the gospel, we go back to the cross. We see once again what was done for us there. We see again the love of God there. We continue in it. We walk in the Spirit by going back and looking, remembering, placing our faith in over and over again, Mike. Otherwise, what what, will happen is we'll begin to uh, think that our own works are, are helping. Um, but Mike, uh, Jesus Christ said that it was finished. Uh, and this, <laughs> it was finished. He did all the work and we can rest in his finished work. We hear the gospel by faith. If we want to learn and grow in the gospel, we go back to the cross. Uh, if we want to know how to forgive others, we go back to the cross. If we want to know how to love others, we go back. Mike, we just go back. And we observe, we look, we absorb, we receive, and then we walk in the spirit. That's so so good.
0: It's such a clear um, explanation of the how that we receive the power of the spirit. Um, You know, it's one thing to talk about all the fruit the spirit produces in us and all of the Uh, gifts the spirit gives us and the way that people can live differently and live the uh, abundant life. And meanwhile, people are just down and discouraged and, you know, sinking in the waves of their own sin. Um, And you have just explained, we go back. (laughs) I love that, Eric. Um, You said here in one of the uh, paragraphs, dear friend, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God. This power of God is not found by relying on man or obeying the law, but by seeing the one who died so that we can be transformed into his very image. The gospel has power to change anyone who believes and whoever believes in his heart, the message of the cross will never be the same. See, this is what I was missing. Why didn't you write this book 10 years earlier? That's my question for you. I love how you make it practical, that the cross and the spirit are connected and joined. You want the spirit, you go to the cross. If you go to the cross, you receive the spirit. This is the power of of how you have laid this out so systematically for us to understand. So as you you look at your um, chapter here, chapter eight, you ask a question, how did the Galatians receive the spirit? And what specifically did they hear according to Galatians 3.2? And we've already talked about that, but it was the crucifixion of Christ. Now, Eric, people hearing this might go, I've already heard that. I've already been saved. I I got my ticket out of hell. Why do you feel the need to press this message of salvation on us
1: when we've already heard it. (laughs) Well, uh, Mike, the reason I didn't write this book to answer your first question 10 years ago is because I was free in Jesus Christ. I had believed the gospel, but then I was doing much of my own. I was kind of like the Galatians here. Oh, foolish Eric Hurt. What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? You're living in freedom. You've believed the gospel. You received the spirit. Now you're trying to walk in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Or rather, uh, maybe do some good works. <clears throat> you know, hey God, look at me. Look how good I'm doing. Wow, I'm free. Yeah, but but I'm I'm doing a good job here, aren't I? You know, I'm doing my part. You know, and uh, so that's so so my my uh, my view of the gospel wasn't laser focused. Mm-hmm. I was exactly like the Galatians, Mike, and I needed myself to. Get my, my vision lasered in on the cross, lasered in on the empty tomb, lasered in on what happened. And, and the reason we love this message, um, like you said, uh, by hearing with faith the message, Jesus' Jesus's crucifixion on the cross. Yeah, we know the message, but do we? Mm. do we? Do we really know what happened there? Do we really know that that was my sin hanging on a tree? Mm-hmm. Do we really know <clears throat> that all my sin, that Jesus became sin? He, beca- he became sin. Let that sink in. Mm-hmm. Let that- Not that we never sin, Mike. That's not the point. The point is he took it all. Mm-hmm. He passed present and future sin. He took it all. He really did take it all to the cross. He really did die on the tree. He really did become sin for us. So that we, Mike, sinners born in sin, not because we sinned once or twice or a million times, but we were born into it. And we were, it was totally taken away at the cross. It was, it it was, as I said earlier, finished on the cross. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was, Jesus was buried in the tomb and rose on the third day that we might live in him, live through him. Uh, That's why Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ and no longer live. The old man's gone, dead, buried, and gone. And now I live. And this is what we have to see and believe over again, Mike, because if we don't, uh, Will be carried off by other doctrines. Will be carried off by our, by our own thinking. Uh, we can be carried off by our own good works or law mm-hmm. keeping and so forth. But that's not where power is. There's no power in any of it. Mm-hmm. The power of God, the love of God, the peace of God, the hope of God. Everything is found in Jesus's death on that cross. And the more we see, the more we learn, the more we understand. Oh, man, the more it overwhelms our heart, the more we have to share it with others that they might see, Mike, that they're totally forgiven. <laughs> Look, there's no condemnation for you at the cross. It's a beautiful, uh, it's just a beautiful what God has done for us in his rescue mission. Amen. That's an
0: excellent answer. I love that. Um, Eric, you know, You quote here, Galatians 3, 5, and I just want to bring our attention to it. It says, does he who supplies the spirit to you and work miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? It's a rhetorical question that they should have all been able to answer with faith, believing the gospel, looking at the cross. But look what it says. The spirit works miracles among you. Now, you know, we can think of someone who is dead in sins and trespasses. And as he hears the good news about the cross, he's resurrected. He is brought up from his grave. He is set free from the shackles that bound him. This is a miracle, an absolutely supernatural miracle Um, Or you might take some marriage that is on death row and they are both, you know, pointing fingers at each other and it's coming to an end. And, you know, and here they both turn away from pointing at each other and they start looking at the cross and what happens that marriage that was wounded and about to die is healed and given new life. Um, because of the miracle that the Holy Spirit works in them, and and this is, I think, what you were just saying, is that it goes beyond the being saved, the one time experience of salvation. It goes on to a life of miracles, and, and this is to me, the power is ongoing. As often as I come to the cross, there's a
1: miracle that happens in my heart, Eric. (laughs) Mike, that is so good. That is so good. I love it. Thank you for bringing all that to our attention, To I just love what you said, because that's exactly right. I can see it. I can see just miracles among us. Can you imagine preaching the gospel, sharing the love of Christ, sharing <clears throat> you know, what was done on the cross and the empty tomb and seeing all these miracles among us. In fact, Mike, I think you were just talking about my marriage, weren't you? <laughs> it sure. Like it. <laughs> but I was in the shackles of prison, like you said. My, my, uh, my marriage was on death row. I love how you said that. The first 17 years of my marriage was on death row. And not only do we see miracles among us, but we see miracles right in our own lives, as you stated so well, right in our own marriage. In my marriage, the first 17 years was was death row. And because of the miracle, because of hearing the gospel with faith, I didn't just receive a ticket to heaven, but I received new life. I received the miracle among us. And so did my wife. We received a miracle among us where, where we see the cross, we become new. Uh, we began to love like never before. Our love was on a flat line. But because of the spirit and the miracle among us, uh, our life is now and the love that we share together because of the gospel message, it's it's on a track up, upward from that day forward. And that's just awesome to see these, how the gospel can save your marriage today. How- the gospel can give, give you life today. Right. And, and, and this is the power when you're walking in the gospel together, we're looking at the cross, we're seeing how Jesus became nothing for us. Uh, certainly that humbles us to the core mm-hmm. of, where we can look past, uh, uh, you know, the faults, just like uh, the, the sin that Jesus, uh, you know, he came to rescue us when we were enemies, mm-hmm. sinful and weak. And, and so certainly we extend that to everyone, <laughs> that same love. And it's Amen. amazing.
0: Amen. What would you say to somebody who, um, you know, they put faith in Jesus Christ maybe for the first time? Uh, well, for the first time. and. They hear about this abundant life, the life of being an overcomer, and they they know of the spirit's power who has regenerated them from within, made them new. They they are beginning to think new thoughts. They're experiencing new desires. They they live differently because wow, something happened in here. Um, and then they wake up one day and and they 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 yell at Aunt Matilda, you know, and they lose their temper and they just. They're all discouraged, Eric, because wait, I thought that all my sin was crucified with Christ, that I had overcome that, and now I'm still struggling with it. Um, what,
1: what would you say? What would you say to them? Well, I would I, just say to all of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, hey, you became a new creation in Christ. You need to believe that first and foremost, that at the cross it was finished. At the cross, you were given a new life through resurrection power. Your old man died on that tree. You were raised new life. We need to st- find stability there that I am in fact new despite my behavior. You know, I, I am, we're all going to stumble. We all stumble in many ways. We all do things that we wish. How, why did I do that? I thought I was new. Well, you are, but we all still stumble in many ways. Uh, we can, we can still operate uh, in, in a fleshly way, but look, we need to believe that we're new. Uh, we need to believe that the cross was enough. We need to believe that our old heart of stone was taken out uh, and that the old man was indeed crucified with Christ. doesn't mean we're always going to be perfect in everything we do, but but we're made righteous because of what Jesus has done. And, and we need to go back there. We need to see, uh, in fact, that that it's all over. <laughs> it really is. It's been paid for. Uh, Your sins are removed as far as the east is from the west, although we stumble. This is why it's so incredible, the love of God, the death of Christ, his willingness to lay down his life for us, uh, his willingness uh, to, uh, to embrace us no matter what. I mean, look, if we were still sinners and enemies of God and Jesus died, how much more is the love of God for us? When we place our faith in the message of the cross uh, and accept that God, in fact, did send His Son for us, we embrace it. We hang on to it, despite our stumbling and falling. You know, it just gives us the desire to go back and say, "Hey, that's uh, I, I, I'm sorry. Would you forgive me? Uh, that was that was not right. What I said. Uh, you know, I operated in the flesh, but that's not who I am. I'm new in Christ. I have a new identity." And that's not, uh, you know, the kind of person that I am anymore uh, because of the cross. Let me tell you about it and <laughs> gives us an opportunity uh, to share the gospel message and to make a, you know, make a, a, a wrong right. So I think that's what I would uh, share with him. Mike, you got anything to add to that?
0: Well, that was very helpful. It was helpful for me. I'm sure it was helpful for many people. And I think if you summarize what you just said is that you need to believe again, like you did the first time. Uh, It's so easy to get distracted and to lose focus on what Jesus accomplished at the cross. And if you do that, if you get sidetracked as Satan would love to do, to get your eyes off that bloody cross then down you'll go, and it's inevitable that we uh, give in to the lusts of our flesh, or we respond in the flesh somehow. Because only at the cross are we crucified, you know. Hmm. And, and when this happens daily, I love what you said, and I'm I'm reading around question seven here uh, in this area. But you quote First Thessalonians one. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you because, because why? Because our gospel came to you, not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit with full conviction. There's the gospel and the spirit again, Eric, the gospel and power, the gospel and the spirit. They're always connected, always. Faith, the gospel and the spirit <laughs> and power are always together. And uh, the the one thing I just wanted to to read to our listeners is is what, what you wrote below question seven. You said, do you see it? It was the message of the gospel that came not only in word, but it also came in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. Friend, the message of the cross is not a weak insurance policy to keep you from God's wrath right? It's not merely to get you into heaven. No, it's the power that comes to radically change the human heart. And this is what needs to be said today in the church, brother. The church needs to get this message, the cross of Christ, because with it comes the Holy Spirit and power and full conviction and miracles and change of life this is why we aren't seeing miracles It's why we're seeing a very weak church because they have left the message that God has given us the message of power. Um, and so Eric, you're doing what God has led you to do to get the church back in line with the gospel to proclaim it, to live it, to see miracles again. Um, but what would you say about, uh, this, this thought of the gospel is um, only for salvation like you said to keep you from God's wrath where do you get that that it is also for the Christian who's already a believer where where are we seeing the, this
1: well <clears throat> well we see it all over we saw it in our passage that we looked at earlier uh, you know the Galatians were getting off track uh, they needed to come back uh, you know they were mixing a little bit of the gospel and a little bit of law, uh, you know, and um, so they were instructed to get back, uh, you know, get back to looking at the cross, get back and put your faith there, not in your own works, not in anything that you're doing. Uh, and uh, so you know, isn't it interesting that, w- that we see uh, the gospel and in, in the passage in every passage that we look at, we can skim over them, uh, but but we want to uh, exactly what you saw in this. The uh, Thessalonians passage. Um, we know that you were chosen because the gospel came to you in power and with the Holy Spirit and, and full conviction. And so we continue in it. Uh, you know, this is uh, uh, this is power for for the unsaved. Uh, this is power for the saved, um, and uh, continuous power, uh, Mike, as we continually walk with the Spirit. And so it's pretty clear that every passage that we look at, uh, we see a connection, uh, not only for the believer, uh, not only for the unbeliever, but the f- believer to continue in it. Yeah. Uh, this, this keeps us from getting sidetracked, Mike. This keeps us from uh, uh, from thinking that we can um, take it from here, so to speak, or uh, you know, yeah, you know, we can we can mix a little law, but you know, Jesus fulfilled the law perfectly. Uh, and then died for us and rose from the dead for us. And so uh, this is the message for the unbeliever, uh, you know, to have life. And, and then for the continuous power for the believer to continue in his freedom or her freedom. Yes. Uh, it's just absolutely amazing, Mike, what the gospel uh, can do in the life of the one that hears by faith. And continues to put faith in it.
0: Well, it says right there in Thessalonians when they had received that gospel with power, not only in word, that turned them to God from idols. Um, That's the power of it. It's supernatural power. It's Holy Spirit resurrection power. Mm. Um, That's what it takes to turn someone from idols. An idol is anything you put ahead of your worship to God. It's something that causes thought strongholds within you. I remember I used to have so many idols. There's a, there's a demon behind every idol. Um, and, you know, if your thoughts are taken up with some sin, some image comes into your mind, you can't get rid of it. Your thoughts are constantly toward that. Well, here's the way. You wrote it down here and explained it in First Thessalonians one. Paul wrote it, and then you explained it. That this is the way to be free from idols. In fact, Eric, as we can need to bring this to a close, can I just ask you to read the last paragraph that you wrote,
1: uh, where it says "Wow," uh,
0: right under question eight? I was just looking at that last paragraph below oh, question eight. under
1: question eight. Okay, you got it. Do you want to know how to become free from the idols of impurity, gluttony, laziness, depression and more? The gospel is so powerful when preached and taught that it turns us to God and from idols. <clears throat> Mike, I do love that. I love the passage <clears throat> because it says it turns you to God first. It turns yeah. you to God, isn't that amazing? It's the rescue mission. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it, it's amazing. It's that powerful that it turns you to God and if you Turn to God, then you immediately, immediately turn a 180 uh, mm-hmm. to God, and, and, and you got your, backed, your back turned to your idols. Uh, you know, and if God has done a good work in you, if you've heard the message of the cross, uh, then you've been turned to God. You have to believe it. Just believe it again. You've been turned to God. And if you've been turned to God, <clears throat> then you've made, been made right with him mm-hmm. through Jesus' death and resurrection. If God took out your heart of stone, then you've turned to God. If he's put a new spirit in you, then you've turned to God. Uh, If he's put his spirit in you, then you've been turned to God. And and you're right with God, period. It's over. It's finished. And you're back. Your idols are in the rearview mirror, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, this is the power to turn from all evil. Uh, This is the the power uh, and the miracles among us. Uh, through hearing by faith, not by doing. Look, you need to read more. You need to pray more. You need to do more. You know, all that comes as desires now, not Mm -hmm. as mandatory. Your your new heart and your new life, you want to do those things. You want to see more of the gospel. You want to see more of the love of God. And every page you turn, you see it. We Mm -hmm. saw it clearly today. Hey, what are you doing over there? Galatians. Come back. Look at the cross. Look at the love of God for you. Look how you started in this, in this Christianity. You started by hearing the gospel, the love of God for you through Jesus Christ, through the forgiveness of sins. He took it all away and wiped it out completely. He made every wrong right through his death because he put sin to death forever, and it's over, and it was enough and uh, so, yeah, this is why we put this in here. Impurity, gluttony, laziness, depression, and more. It can rescue and restore your marriage. Uh, it, it, it can give you a desire for your husband or wife that you thought was gone forever. We saw that in a Bible study that my wife and I had been hosting at our house. Oh, so I don't think I can ever love him again. I'm not attracted to him. Oh, I don't know. Uh, and then because of the gospel message, Uh, being presented over and over again, this believer saw another miracle among her in her marriage. Oh, my gosh. I love my husband uh, because of the cross, because of the love that I see Jesus Christ has for me. Uh, I'm having this new desire of love for my husband. Oh, my word, our marriage is coming together. Why? How? Because I'm viewing the love of God for me in Jesus Christ. Him on the cross the empty tomb, the new life that we have in Christ. My word, I've been missing this. Look, uh, I'm seeing a miracle right there in our marriage. And and Mike, this is the only message you and I have. And all we want is to see more miracles among us. Wow.
0: (laughs) I wish we could talk all day today about this, but we must go. Eric, thank you so much for talking with me today. You're welcome, Mike. Thank you.